Hey hey welcome back to the podcast what am i watching right now and you're listening to me your host Anjali Sinha and in this podcast episode i'm going to cover the two seasons of this anime that i just finished watching so without further ado let's get into this podcast episode So the anime I'm talking about is a romance anime and it's called Kimi ni Todoke. I'm sure it is not the right pronunciation but uh can't do anything about it. It's called Kimi ni Todoke so it translates into from me to you and this uh anime is basically a coming of age romance anime. and i really like the part that this anime didn't just really focus on love uh it focused on relationships family friendships found family and and i think friendships were a big part of this anime uh it's it's a soju soju um manga it's based on a soju manga um and uh it came out around i think 10 years ago but i also saw that the latest chapters of manga has come out as recent as i think 2018 and some of the chapters based on a character um uh, is it's like a spin off uh it's still uh, the uh, writer and the uh artist is still drawing those chapters so that's something i found after my research because i wanted to read the manga as well but i couldn't find it online where i live uh, not all the volumes i could just find the first one but um, that story is already covered in the anime so it kind of negates the point of getting that volume but yeah if you want to collect them know that there are 30 volumes out there and there's a spin-off called uh, Kimi ni Todoke Soulmate and it's based on a very uh, i think very good ca- character named Kurumi that happens to be <laughs> at first uh, the rival of the uh, main female one of the main female leads but she ends up being a very good friend to her um, as the story unravels um yeah the anime i honestly didn't really think that it would be this good i just was again i just happened upon it uh after i finished another manga um i was looking for recommendations something similar to that i read uh domestic nakanojo kanojo kanojo i'm not sure it's domestic nakanojo so it translates into domestic girlfriend and uh that that manga broke me i was i was blown away to smithereens i was crying really hard um and also i don't know uh, how or why but japanese dramas and tv series and mangas always touch some really deep part of me and it's like they are so enduring um and they're very different it it it's something it's very intangible there's some very intangible part about the way they write 
mangas uh, make animes based on mangas and also um the tv series they are just very enduring every time i watch something uh, that's made in japan it feels very homely it feels very close to my heart and i get super attached and invested like every single j drama and <laughs> manga and anime that i've seen i don't know i relate super hard to it um and i cry i cried a lot a lot watching kimini to doke and um it was super sweet um like i said it was based on um it, the story is basically based on a girl that looks ghostly uh her appearance is ghostly to her classmates and she attends a new high school called kitoro high school and since she was a girl she was very awkward and she she was perceived as a gloomy person but when she joins kitar horo high school she meets kazehaya and uh, kazehaya tries to talk to her he thinks that she's a good person because she helps him with a smile telling him the directions to the high school on the first day uh that's that's when they meet and um but he but he soon finds out that she's very reclusive at school but he wants to find more about her and when they start to uh when they're sitting when the setting arrangement at their class changes they happen to see this sit side by side and he finds out that she was much more of a uh different or should i say like a deeper she has a much more different and very unique personality that really attracts him and he soon starts to fall in love with her over time and it takes two seasons of the anime for them to get together and it's a slow build but i found it very realistic and very sweet um it it felt like that's how it happens in real life as well sometimes takes people a lot of seasons to get together and like um yano yano chan talks about uh, in the anime that love is all about timing and it's very beautifully depic- depicted in this anime uh, i've i also watched uh, this anime one days uh, that were really gloomy for me so um i found myself being very emotionally invested in this anime because um it really comforted me and it it took me back to simpler times when things were not as complicated when i was in school <laughs> started to think about that time and um uh, i don't know something about this anime really touches your heart because it really um it it really focuses on friendships where people um people really cared about you and i don't know i feel like in in general life gets tough after uh, you complete your university people get um somehow more evil <laughs> or i don't know what uh, how to say it maybe people were more evil 
even back in school but it's just that i don't know people grow more into their themselves and they don't have any qualms about showing it or maybe it's because i come from a very competitive uh society people here are very competitive and they were even competitive in school but it was just i don't know people just loved and cared about each other more i feel like that compared to now um since when you grow older you do not feel like you have to fit in with other people and maybe you become more i don't know independent in the sense that you don't really care about who you hurt in a way maybe i'm not really sure what is it that changes because people don't really change uh they don't most of the time unless they want to change for themselves or they want to break some sort of a cycle but i do feel like i i think in my personal experience i do feel like people cared about each other more when we were in school and they were more likely to forgive uh, the mistakes or if you made some sort of a mistake uh, you were treated a bit uh, more kind i don't know people were much kinder back then and once you or maybe it's because you are in in an environment where you know you have to maintain relationships or friendships in order to get through a very <coughs> excuse me a difficult phase in your life that is um that is high school or university and when you are that young you think that the most important thing right now is your grades is your um degree and that's why you need people with you or yeah you you want people around you to go through those phases in life but as you start to grow older you know you think that you can do this on your own so don't really have to keep up with someone else's bad behavior per se or you become more independent in that respect uh you you still need community but it's like you don't you wouldn't keep up with them again i don't know <laughs> uh it's just that that's what i felt um that people were much kinder uh and they just treated you better uh i don't know why is that maybe young people are much more op- optimistic than younger people are much more optimi- optimistic i don't think i'm old <laughs> but feel like i emotionally feel like i'm 50 so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe it's something but yeah anyhow uh in this anime felt like the kids were much kinder to each other uh they were much more kinder than the people i went to high school with or attended uni with they were much more kinder to each other um they made up um with each other if when if they did something that would bug the other person they also forgave each other for things and their differences um also like the only uh, rival we do end up seeing is kurumi kurumi chan and 
Savako Chan and Savako actually for forgave Kurumi for you know doing the things that she did in season one, um, and she's and she chose to see the good in Kurumi Chan and her feelings and Savako like respects that respects like Kurumi's feelings and I really liked how they were just so respectful even though they were liking the same guy uh, Kurumi never got in Savako's way and neither did Savako did that to Kurumi so felt like in a way Kurumi acknowledged that and she thought that maybe she doesn't have to do it even though when she uh, kind of mocks I wouldn't say mock or like put in uh, put an interesting idea into into Savako's head that if she doesn't give those uh, Valentine's Day chocolates to Kazehaya um, sorry, if she gives those chocolates to Kazehaya they shouldn't be obligatory chocolates uh, they should she should declare the um, her ulterior motive behind giving those chocolates to Kazehaya and that alone throws Savako in a spiral she thinks she she goes into a doom spiral she thinks that should she do that uh, is she just giving them to him because she thinks of him as a friend or as a token of gratitude by then she does know that he's more than a friend to her um, she knows that those chocolates are not just a form of gratitude but she's sub- subconsciously favoring him and she knows that he's not just a friend to her he's more to her she realizes that when Kurumi kind of admits her feelings for Kazehaya to Savako's face um, and but it's more like Savako is coming to terms to terms with acknowledgement of her own feelings she is acknowledging in a way that he has become so much more important to her and she's coming to terms with the fact that he's just that much special to her and he's taking up more place sorry he's taking up much more space in her heart and that's why she couldn't bring herself to give those uh, chocolates to Kazehaya because because she thinks that she's also uh, scared that he wouldn't accept them because they aren't obligatory chocolates and as Kurumi says that Kazehaya doesn't accept anything other than the obligate, obligatory chocolates so it throws Savako in a spiral and she keeps thinking like should she do this should she do that and it's it's kind of endearing seeing all of that and it takes um, it takes them quite a fuse sorry take them two seasons to get together but i think it's all worth it um i like the slow burn so um if you like slow burn uh anime series you're probably going to like it went on a whole rant about Valentine's Day chocolates but I assure you that there's more to this anime than the Valentine's Day chocolates uh, That's that was like part of a small plot where they start to realize that 
you know they have complex feelings towards each other and i don't know probably this segment um especially the the first half of the second season of this anime really makes us much more like invested like it just makes us that much more invested in them as a couple and their friendships i think i think the storyline of rio and chizuru and uh, rio's sorry chizuru's uh, first crush on rio's older brother was the i think was the storyline that really sold me on this anime um i really like that uh since the first couple of episodes we were just uh, learning about savako and her life and the things that make her her and uh, things that have gotten into her way from becoming a whole person or maybe she was uh, i won't say that it made her into a whole person but made her into a whole different person she was still a whole person even though she liked to uh she didn't like to do things alone she wanted to be friends with everyone but somehow she couldn't uh get over her shy personality um and i mean she she didn't even ha- have a shy personality she was shy up to a point but she did keep making efforts to talk to other people but once uh, she met kazehaya and her friends chizuru chan and yano chan i think she got that kind of encouragement and support from them to you know accept more of her unique personality and i also like the way that they gave space to every character i think i think every character on this show has a really good backstory or i should say a very relatable character that you sympathize with everyone you are invested into everyone's life i was very invested in um chizu and rio's uh friendship too and i knew that rio liked her and rio conf- rio confesses that uh in the first season too that he likes her uh to savako and um also i also still like that they uh delve into the uh storyline of chizu's first love and it was very sweet i i think that storyline really sold me onto the sh- onto the show it became more mature and the way it was handled was very very good one thing that i did dislike was maybe uh it's not in the manga i haven't read the manga yet but i did look up the ending aha uh-huh. and i think um the ending is also satisfying because it does uh, tie up some uh loose ends also we see like a, a panel where uh kazehaya and savako is married but some people are like uh it's oh it's wild that door is wide open but the last panel where they're all wearing suits and kazehaya has uh picked up savako in bridal style it shows that that panel is from uh it's like a snapshot it's like a picture where uh, yanochin and kurumi is taking that picture uh up on on the day of kazehaya and 
Savako's wedding so it does end in a happy ending other than that uh, uh, where 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 was where was I where was I <laughs> sorry about this I'm a little scattered minded today uh, I think yeah, I was talking about Ryu and Chuzu's storyline so really like that part and also like loved how they treated them as a very wholesome friendship and then they made them into a whole couple also didn't like yeah it was talking about the thing that i didn't like and the thing that i didn't like was yano yano chan's uh a small storyline alongside when we were sh- we were we were seeing um chizu come in terms with toru getting married and I think she did deserved all the spotlight but I also wanted to see some sort of a I don't know like I felt like Yano Yanachin got uh really less support when when there's there's the storyline where she's assaulted by her college boyfriend um and it's like he slaps her or he punches her or something and uh, I didn't really like that that they didn't really give her much support. Um, of course, uh Chizu and Savako was like very concerned for her, but Yano as a person keeps all of her problems to herself. I wanted to see a bit more of it, but we didn't get that. Uh we didn't get anything. I wanted other people like Yano again <laughs> I guess why she didn't get much support from other people because Yano wasn't close to anyone else uh she was only close to uh Chizuru and Savako so it makes sense that nobody else uh I don't know gave her encouraging words or anything but yeah as the series progress as the manga sorry as the anime progresses we see other people acknowledging how kind Yano is even though she keeps um all of her f- feelings to herself that's the only part i think i disliked uh in the anime but other than that it's very wholesome um really liked seeing it and i will totally recommend it to you because i think it's become it's become like <laughs> my first favorite uh it's going to become i i can see it becoming my comfort anime i can see it so becoming my comfort anime that i go back to when i'm having a very gloomy day or when i'm feeling depressed i'm so going to watch it just to comfort myself uh i think it's becoming close to whisper of the heart the movie that i keep watching whenever i am having a bad day <laughs> when it comes to my writing career so i think uh, i'll keep kimito um, doke for those bad days where i don't have anyone to go to but yeah it comforts me and it makes me smile it made me laugh a lot the day that i watched it uh the watched the second season i watched it in a day and i was like super depressed that day and again i had didn't i didn't have any support so i just watched it to comfort myself and it really did its job it made me laugh and i guess that counts right i think it does
also just happened to check something on the internet and i found out that kimi todoke's third season uh, anime is getting a third season after 10 years and i also realized that how old this anime is so i'm very 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 late to the party this is the first time i've watched it and i absolutely loved it so wood wood <laughs> we are going to get a new season this year and when it comes out i'm going to review it because i think uh, the first two seasons only cover up to i think i'll say 70 to 80 chapters of the manga i did take a quick look but yeah the rest of the chapters will probably be covered in uh the season 3 and hopefully we get a bigger uh, bigger 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 screen time of uh, them getting married that would be super nice other than just like a small picture in the in the end of the volume 30 i would really love to see that uh but yeah it's going to happen this year it's coming out in 2024 so we are already in 2024 now i have keep reminding myself of that because it's just like four, we are only 4 days into the new year uh, <laughs> so yeah that's going to happen and when it comes out i'll probably review it on the podcast um uh, hopefully uh, it releases on netflix too um yeah so uh, i'll leave you with that information just going to say that it makes me a little sad because i kind of waited 3 years to see some sort of movement on this podcast and once it did get some movement after after 3 after 3 years it also died down because of my stupid mistake of changing the <laughs> cover image of the of the of the podcast so uh there's that but i'm still grateful that it's still getting listens i guess and really grateful that people are still listening to me after 3 years uh i know i haven't been very consistent and um i'll just try to be more consistent and see what i can do with uh this podcast and where i can take it thank you for coming in and listening to me today it was lovely talking to you see you in, see you the next time bye